destiny It all comes in waves I can't control these tides that drown me Don't worry about me It's all for the best to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism, DIY, and of course the music. How's everyone's summer? It's been a hot one this year in Florida, and not just with the weather, but the bands too. This week, I'm joined by my dear friends Elle and Chandler from Sleepless. These two are two-thirds of a mega-talented Jacksonville trio that has just rocked the scene throughout the entire state. Sleepless brings contagious energy and sharp songwriting to their debut EP, Let's Just Be Friends, and that's only growing. This week, they joined to talk about sampling their friends and their music, their excitement to play the fest, kind of competing with each other to stay focused and grow as a band, and so much more. So let's hear more Sleepless and then dig into the interview. i 
welcome Sleepless to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. How is everything going with all of y'all? Pretty good. I'd say pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Tired from, well, what, like seven just, hours of driving collectively? Yeah. But I think we're good. I'm still riding the high of being an awesome fest this month. Yeah, me too. That's so exciting for you. This is a huge opportunity, and always it seems like the best of the Florida bands get added to that. So that's really huge. We can't. Don't, don't yeah, don't inflate our egos that yeah. much. <laughs> I still can't believe it. I have to stay grounded to some degree, or I'll be a monster. I remember I was asking around a lot of my friends. Um, I think in like December, January, I was asking a lot of my other friends that like play um, in Florida and stuff, and I was asking them like how to like. The ones that have been on spe- fest specifically, I've been asking them like, how do they get on it and stuff. And basically, I just heard that like people just like send out like an email address mm-hmm. and like you submit to that and like hopefully get on it. Yeah, and you got on, which is awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. I like, I cried when we got the email. I was so happy. I had the same reaction the year that I got to do the live show. Honestly, I just started crying because it was so cool and like. It's really nice whenever you feel like you've got you've earned that opportunity in that sense. And Tony must have really liked your EP, that's for sure. I, that'd be, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we um, I don't know, like when he emailed us, we hadn't even been together. It'd been like I think we had just been together for eight months at the time, and like right now, we've it's been eleven months. It's yeah, we're coming up on a year. Yeah. Wow, that's you've got a lot done in a year. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, that's we like. Something that something that a couple people have said about us that I don't really think about too often because I keep my head down so much. But like some people say that like a lot of people have said that like we're just are a hard working band, I guess. Or yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, like everybody in DMI that like works hard. That's true. I because I've been playing with bands and stuff like that. I think for the last like eight years now, mm-hmm. and I definitely say with this we do we do more in the span of like two months with this band than I think I've done with other bands in like the course of a year that's amazing um but I think and I, I don't think it's necessarily something that's like a work ethic for you me or Alyssa I think it's one thing where like we have a chemistry with each other that mm-hmm. isn't even just musical but we bring out the best of each other um and whether it's it's we all have the same goal or we're competing against each other like internally within the confines of our band or whatever it is like it, it pushes us to keep like okay cool now we have to like get this done and we have to get this done mm-hmm. it's definitely made for a lot of a lot of work yeah that's like a healthy competition yeah. like healthy bond to have because then you're pushing each other to grow yeah absolutely yeah try to stay on a strict regimen of at least three shows a month yeah I like that because then you stay present whether it's in your like local scene in Jacksonville or whenever you're getting to do kind of like little weekenders like what you're at right now so yeah. that's so awesome well, to kind of backtrack a little bit, I always like to ask people about how they kind of first got involved in music, whether it was like the first song or band that got them really stoked on learning to play and just pushed them to that point. Um, what, what was it for each of you? Um, I know for me personally, um, so when I was a kid, I was like super introverted um, and I lived in downtown Jacksonville. Um, and it, I was so introverted that um, it got to the point where like I was bullied pretty severely um, when I was in school so I didn't really like go to me with talk to people or anything like that and so it got to the point it got bad enough that I was like I was gonna I was getting beat up like pretty much like every day wow. um, so we moved um, about about 45 minutes outside of Jacksonville um, like this like small town called Green Cove um, and I was gonna start my uh, junior junior year of middle school 
because um, out there school's structured a little different. Um, out there, so I was like kind of coming into a new setting, and um, my mom and dad both encouraged me to find something that was like extracurricular to kind of have that that way of meeting people. Um, and so I started band because um, it was the only thing I could think of that was like a group of people, mm-hmm. um, one common interest kind of thing. Um, and from there, it's pretty much been that like the first time I played like a Beethoven like composition with like a middle school band and it was like such a shitty performance like I was like this is awesome like I want to do this for the rest of my life what Um, were you playing uh, I was a percussionist Uh, I was percussionist and then um, for any kind of uh, concert ensemble I was uh, a clarinet awesome yeah which I, I don't typically tell people but i, I guess now that. it's That's yeah so if, we ever need, if we ever need that, that clarinet on our tracks i, I got do us. it clarinet bass clarinet and bassoon oh my gosh yeah I'm bring so bassoon to punk rock please yeah that would be sick 100%. Oh my i want to see somebody mosh to just like a really nasty like clarinet like riff. <laughs> <laughs> i love that idea so much what about so you al um uh, I think, like, my dad, like, just played music around me constantly since I was, like, a baby. I don't really remember a time where, like, I was, like, not listening to music almost ever growing up at any point. But as far as, like, playing it, I think the first time that I knew that I wanted to, like, be in a band and, like, do something was when the I'm Not Okay uh, music video came out. Mm-hmm. And just everything that Mike Comfort Romance was doing in that music video, I was like, I just want to do that, like, forever. And... <laughs> It wasn't until a few years later when, like, someone... I grew my hair out, and it looked actually like that. And, like... Curls, hell yeah. Yeah, like, super curly <laughs> and, like, everything. And my friend... I didn't even play any instruments. My friend just asked me to play drums yeah. in, in his band. And I said yes. And, like, I, I guess was luckily, like, kind of naturally good at it, which was really cool, I guess. And then from there, I just, like, taught myself pretty much every instrument that I play. Mm-hmm. Um... And this is all I've ever wanted to do, really, is just do music. I feel like I have no other useful skills mm-hmm. in this capitalist society, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully this band works out. Uh, I think it deserves to work out with how awesome your music is, that's for sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, so how did everybody in Sleepless kind of get together? How did you all meet? Um, I played... Chandler used to do like a yearly show for like a charity that you used to I, run? I used to run a, um, a mental health uh, 501c3 out of Jacksonville um, and we would do uh, different, like we would do different types of events like art walks or art galas or like live shows or um, we would have like uh, host like AA and NA meetings and stuff like that. Um, but we were we would do an anniversary show every year where we would have like five bands come um, and then we'd have like guest speakers in between each band and stuff like that, and it was just kind of like a get people together in one place kind of thing um, to raise awareness for for mental health and like whatever money we made, we would donate to like a clinic and things like that. That's awesome. Um, and Elle and I met that way because Elle ended up playing. You were Sleepless Nights still, right? Um, yeah, I was in Sleepless Nights, and it was with a K, but mm-hmm. I I changed the name because I kept I have to I had to keep saying I had to keep saying that there was a K, and it was terrible. <laughs> but like our mutual friend Brooke like um, pretty much like got me on that show I think as far as I'm aware mm-hmm. and then Alyssa and Chandler were both there mm-hmm. and Alyssa wanted to Alyssa liked it because I played a Steven Universe cover nice and then Chandler and I were talking after the show and 
I think like a couple of weeks after something like that, we had our first practice, and yeah. then like a couple of weeks after our first practice, we had our first show, and we've just been playing ever since. I don't think there's been a single month since we started where we've not played at least one or two shows. Yeah, I think we, because we met up, because uh, the charity show was like May 13th, and I think our first show was like... In June 21st. June, June 21st. Wow. Yeah. That's a really quick turnaround. You almost have really been vibing at that point. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been honestly really incredible. Alyssa's the glue. Yeah, Alyssa's Alyssa. the only thing that holds this band together. Yeah, Alyssa's <laughs> the best, best member in this band. I miss them. We, we met up, you and I met up first, and... Uh, it's a song we don't play anymore, but we we were able to like completely flesh out a song that Elle had called "Say File," mm-hmm. um, and like within the span of a practice, we had it like completely like composed for a full band. We were like, "Wow, that like took us no time at all." And then wow. Alyssa came in for the next practice, and then it was like the same thing, but with like four full songs. And we're like, "Shit, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Alyssa's so good. We really need you." <laughs> That's so cool because then you are all working together. You have that drive to just start working with these songs, and we're these songs then that were Sleepless Nights that quickly became full band songs? So Sleepless Nights was like, yeah, I mean, sort of, like, actually, we don't play. I don't think we play any, we don't play any Sleepless Nights material anymore. Just okay. Because, like, in Sleepless Nights, when I was writing it, I pretty much assumed that it was either going to have no or very little, like, help as far as other musical members in the band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wrote much more, like, singer songwriter kind of stuff, whereas, like, Sleepless is a lot more, like, my influences for Sleepless are a lot more like my chem or like mm-hmm. Mom Jeans, Joyce Manor, Vampire Weekend. That's such like an eclectic kind of vibe to have for influences and such for Sleepless. Um, that was one of my questions for you is actually is like kind of what influences your sound or how would you even describe your sound? I just like tell people power pop now because like that's like such a I feel like such a broad like genre descript that like it fits pretty much everything that we're doing yeah I it's always hard because like when you when you meet new people and you like you do that initial like oh what do you like to do and it's like oh I play in a band and they're like oh what genre are you I never know what to say because if I'm talking about something like my friend Ben versus something like Beyblade it's like those those, like don't even sound like the same band Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um yeah that's like kind of, I think that's honestly like one of my favorite things about playing with this band is things I've done in the past. I feel like we try to stick to one, one or two main influences, and it's like oh, we specifically write to this style. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's just like whatever we're feeling, we'll write a track to it, and that's why I think our music has a little bit more diversity. Um, it, it does, cause like I mean, some of the songs have this really nice like lo-fi fuzz to it, and some of it's just outright like fun, loud, pop-punk kind of sounding, and it's really neat that you just kind of go at whatever sound you're feeling, it seems. Yeah. Generally, like, I'll write something at home, and then bring it to them at practice, and we'll spend, like, a practice or two, like, perfecting it, and it's been, usually it just depends on, like, what I'm listening to at the time, Mm -hmm. but then also what I'm, like, feeling a lot. It's more of what I'm feeling than what I'm listening to, honestly. Sometimes, like, so I used to I used to drum like I, I play guitar and sing but like I used to just do drums and that's a much more like you translate feelings more physically when mm-hmm. you're playing drums and I'm so I'm still used to like that kind of feeling when I'm playing and like writing stuff or singing guitar singing and playing guitar mm-hmm. so like when we have faster songs or I'm just downstroking like that's just me just thinking about playing like a fast song on drums or something like that that's interesting how that kind of ties together in that sense, though. I think maybe that, like, natural tendency has got to 
lend to how you write your music because it does come across very like emotional and raw but you still have that like energy to it it's really cool (laughs) so um you put out a really awesome ep let's just be friends what was it like writing putting that all together um we wrote it in like the span of about a month like our first month of being a band we wrote all of those songs i think we like a note for jacoby which for a while was our most popular song mm-hmm. um we wrote that like i think it was like second or third week. practice it was like a week before our first show yeah. mm-hmm. i wrote that we wrote that whole thing oh, together. Wow. and um my friend ben was something that we wrote I think that was like the first time we wrote as a band where like I actually didn't have a lot of it written down or mm-hmm. like finished before I like tried to play it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but recording it was interesting because it was like Tyler from Guilt. We were just in their shack, just like sitting like for me it was just like because you only came for one day because you did drums. Yeah, I tracked a lot. Yeah. yeah, and Alyssa too. But for me, um, I was in and out of that shack for like two and a half months. Wow. It took a long time because I got sick for like three weeks and that mm-hmm. sucked, but. That's kind of like the theme, I think, for our band with like anything that we do is like we we plan as much as we can so far in advance and we do everything like we do approach it as a business. So we like set ourselves on like time constraints and we like make sure that we have like we're goal ori- goal, goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like everything I think like the EP tour like it's there's always just this like Lemony Snicket's like series of unfortunate events that like happens oh, in the process <laughs> and oh, it's God. like we like we still get to the same end result but it's just like shit like we get so sick or like one of the kids into a car accident or like yeah. just like the EP I remember we were like yeah we can we can knock this out in like two and a half weeks and then like that Spongebob time card like six months later yeah <laughs> it just took like, forever we started in August yeah. last year and we finished I think tracking all the way in November mm-hmm. like at the end of November and wow it was I, it was still fun though like yeah. I mean it only took so long because I mean St. Augustine seems like a where, from where I was living it was like a 35 almost 40 minute drive and mm-hmm. like on top of that I got sick and it was just it was just a lot plus like the schedule of like Tyler and stuff like that but um yeah, yeah. I don't know I I enjoyed recording it a lot actually yeah I, I, I like the process of recording a lot because like I get to like sit down and like a lot of the a lot of like the added tracks and stuff like that like the sort of like smaller layers and stuff are things that I usually think of on the spot that's my favorite part about recording is just like adding like things to it that I wouldn't normally be able to do live because I have to play just my one guitar mm-hmm. so I don't know plus like bouncing ideas off people like I like when people who are recording me like try to like not that I'm so set in my ways that like I can't like have people give me advice or whatever but like when they bounce their ideas off me too and stuff and when they work out it's like the best feeling I, I love like working with people the most yeah because then you get that collaboration you get new ideas and probably fresher takes on the music that you just wrote too like mm-hmm. oh maybe this is something we could at some point incorporate into the live set or you know just gives you new ideas for whatever you write next because yeah. you have that new like frame of thinking yeah this um this past was it last weekend yeah. last weekend we finished recording the split that's coming out, I think, on the 25th. Oh, awesome. And um, we recorded with Drew, um, who's in Intervention, mm-hmm. and um, runs Space Camp. And recording with Drew is, like, probably my favorite, like, 
producer like experience I've ever had. Like, yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. He was so fun to work with, and he like he's really really intelligent musically, like in ways that like I think fit our band like really well. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to have like some time with him in the studio. We're actually recording our our first album with him. Oh, that's so awesome! That says a lot about that relationship. I feel like yeah, this is the one we want to work oh, with. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Now he's cool because I I just remember like he's really unorthodox too like yeah. in the way that he does stuff like he'll tell you to do something he'll be like just try this out real quick and it'll it'll be some random thing you're like alright and then he'll, he'll mix it in for you and just be like how's this sound and you're like what the fuck yeah it'll be like go yodel in the corner like into a pillow for like 30 seconds and you're like yeah. what he um also he like he helped me with vocals a lot as far mm-hmm. as how kind I of sing and stuff that's cool that really adds to it at that point, too. That's really funny that you mentioned some, like, unorthodox things, because one of the things that I enjoy is whenever, like, especially DIY bands do, is to do this, like, sampling. And I like the one that was in the beginning of Love Isn't Real. Oh, what my is God. That? What is that <laughs> so, from? Is that, like, we, someone you know? Or? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's actually, that's my friend Ben. Is uh, He's, like, the title track. That's why it was so perfect. Nice. Because, like, we were, for a while, like, when we first started out, we were three-piece, and then we quickly gained, like, a fourth member. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, due to, like, mental health and, like, financial reasons and all these other things, like, he just couldn't be in the band anymore. Sure. And we still wanted to have, like a fourth member mm-hmm. for a while because we just felt like it was absolutely necessary and so for a bit we had um tilly from guilt filling in but oh, then cool. when they left for a tour we had ben from teen divorce filling mm-hmm. in and like that song we'd already been playing it for a little while and we were at like a band practice that he was at like with us to like learn our stuff mm-hmm. and he was just talking about like some random people in the we somehow scene. yeah we somehow got onto the top topic of like relationships and and we were <laughs> we were about to like because Chandler wanted to record the song like on video because like Chandler's doing that for practices so we had yeah. to refer back to and Ben just started going off about that right before we started <laughs> so perfect <laughs> you're like we gotta use this I just remember really the second that he got done ranting like I looked at a list and I was like that's called cool track <laughs> so no perfect it was so good it's funny is it like. It's, it's a really funny bit of dialogue. It's so cool that you were able to just, like, snag that naturally. But, like, it suits kind of the nature of that song in that sense, too. I used to be so excited about love. And, like, I was over at the Glazed House. And, like, Carson had a girl over and they were, like, making food together. And I was like, bro, but you can eat all of that if she wasn't there. And I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, I officially bought my own bullshit. Love isn't real. <laughs>
conversation I had with him and one of my old friends. Yeah. And like a steak and shake. And <laughs> That's where the best conversations happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, love is just terrifying and so many ways it can be that's for sure but i think that's what i liked about the song though is that it explored that very nicely in a way that's very real too thank you it's so great and i feel like so many of your songs do that though because it's like you unpack some important stuff but then you're also having fun too because i mean that's what i liked about songs like ember and soft tissue is fucking great like thank all you. these songs are just so fun like is this just energy that you as just friends at that point are just pumping into your music we like playing like upbeat stuff like a lot yeah. like i i very rarely i think we maybe have like two maybe one or two songs that like i don't even think we even play any of them yet but like very few songs are like slow and like soft like most of our songs are like even if they're soft they're still boppy mm-hmm. or, or like like even like our lowest tempo song on the EP is my friend Ben. We still play it like ten beats faster live. Yeah, that one's so catchy too. Thank you. I I just try like I my dad um just raised me on like pop music mm-hmm. and so like hooks are like something that I feel like and it's weird because my dad never played music or anything growing up really but like just his influence on my life as far as how music like has affected me and like how I view it is has so much to do with him and um. I don't know. Definitely, I'm grateful to have had the relationship I have with him because I definitely understand that like it's a really lucky thing to have. A lot definitely, of people don't have that with their dads. But with pop music, like as much as he listened to it, and it wasn't just like he would listen to like a lot of different popular things. Like sure. he was super into like Depeche Mode and like mm-hmm. The Cure or like Prince or the Beach Boys. That's a variety right there. Yeah, just like uh, like um, what was it? Boys to Men. He really loves. Um, not share. Oh man, there's a there's a chick singer that like I think it's Shania Twain <laughs> or it's Cheryl Crow. It's one of the two. Yeah. One of them every time she's on, he's just lit. I'm immediately just. I love it. That's so fantastic. Not really that having that much pop sensibility influenced in you helps you learn to write a really good pop song, and that definitely works for y'all as a band. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. It's, I like I enjoy poppy thing. I just like I also really like um Chile Manifesto a lot. Mm-hmm. Like they're for sure like if I mean depending on the day you ask me, like they're either my favorite band or like my second favorite da- band. But um We had this conversation yesterday. So oh really? <laughs> we, we were we were recording a live video session and, and uh Asher uh from Spork who was doing it for us was just gonna like put music on while we were like setting up and and, and miking everything and He's like, what's your favorite band? And you just, like, shut down. You're <laughs> like, it's such a big question. <laughs> That's such a it big is question. It's a big question. <laughs> but, like, Streetlight, their shows are so incredible. Because, like, yeah. whenever you go, like, everyone... Have you been to one? Yes, I have. And oh it's so God. high energy. Everyone, and everyone there knows all the words. I just want that. Like, I don't even care about filling out, like, arenas or, like, going on crazy Oh, shows. yeah. And I want to be able to play, like... 1904 or something like that. Like, a mid-sized, like... Mm-hmm slightly bigger size venue like anywhere and be able to pack it out and hear people sing stuff and one of the ways that i am trying to get that is like by just writing just simple catchy choruses as much as i can 
Well, that's very easy to do whenever you write things like, I'm not crying, you're crying. That's very easy to do. That, I remember looking that up on the internet. I was like, has anyone done this before? <laughs> I don't think Exposed. I have. This thing. Like, not in music anyhow. I know I tweet it way too often just in my feelings about the like, geeky shit, but... I know. That's what we... I was I literally, like, I was, like, so happy when... Because I, I did look it up. Like, when I was writing that song, I was like, is there any, any songs? And there was, like, no, there was no one who had done it. And I was like... That's genius. I, yeah, I we're, like, so we're monopolizing good. it. So, so <laughs> Trademarked. Yeah. Our song. We're doing Try. this. I love it so much, and it's so damn catchy. But, you know, that's just one of my favorites. But what are each of your favorite songs on the EP? Ooh. I know that's tough because they're all your babies. Soft Tissue probably mm-hmm. is my favorite. I think it's the best song on the EP. Yeah, I would... I would probably say soft tissue. Really? I gauged on like for me personally, and I, I I think I can speak for you and Alyssa. Um, I know when we when we go to shows, um, there have been there definitely have been shows where we like we get to the venue because you know like, you get there and, and whatever's going on in your personal life like mm-hmm. that day that week whatever um, your your mindset is like you're you're just not in the right place um whether it be like your job or your relationships or anything like that and soft tissue definitively is like the one track that i know that when we get to that in our set Mm -hmm. it's like whatever we've had going on just like melts away because it's the energy in the venue whether we're playing for like five people or like a hundred people just shifts immediately whether they've heard the song or not um because it's it's one of those kind of experiences i think live that like I always love, especially when it's a crowd that like nobody knows who we are, mm-hmm. and we get to like the second chorus and everyone's singing it. Like, yeah, because at that it's point like, it's like it's catchy and also it's like universal experience, universal emotions coming out there. And yeah, I don't think I could attend one of your shows and not lose it over that. I'll, I'll put we, that out. We've got there. to the point now. I know, like, especially recently, where like we get to that part and I'm, I'm so hyped and like throwing like my water bottle and like slapping myself in the face and like yeah. just yeah, you know what's coming, getting crazy like. <laughs> It's it's absolutely wild, but I think I think that one for me, like, based off the live experience, sure. soft tissue for sure is is my favorite. I want to shout out Ember because it's the least played song on Spotify. It is the least played song on Spotify, but I love it so much. Crank up those listens now. Everybody's heard. It's good. You saying that like that you like it so much, I was just like, thank God. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was very surprised. It's like we, I don't think we've, and it's funny actually because like we've written, I think, two or three songs now that are like not selling Ember like in, um, like they sound just like it, but where they're like sort of in that realm of like mid tempo, like mm-hmm. sort of boppy kind of songs. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Ember so much. Like it's so fun to like play and sing mm-hmm. and like the falsetto at the end is like, that was my favorite thing to record off the Yeah. Pete was doing that. It was just like me and Tyler sitting there and I was like, okay, where like what note should I hit for this part and blah 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 I mean like we figured out like like I think it was like five or six parts mm-hmm. that I just harmonized myself on and it was really weird but it was fun that's so neat though and then you get to like push your vocal ability that much further at that point yeah every record, every time I record I feel like I get better at like singing and stuff cause usually the people who are recording me are just like I don't have time I need you to nail this please hurry <laughs> Drew like, okay. if, if Drew listens to this Drew is like definitely one of like the more militant producers I've ever worked with. Like, yeah, he's, he's a hard he's not, ass. He's not, mean, he's not. He's not mean, but it's 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 good. Like, it's great. It's like pushing like, you to deliver kind of yeah. thing. If I get half a beat off, Drew's just like stop. Like, 
you're a little shit, like, start over. <laughs> but it's, like, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, I fuck, like, I've, I've, in the time that we spent recording with Drew, I've, I've gotten better as a performer. That's so good, though, because then you have somebody who's, like, pushing you to do well and stuff, and that goes a long way because you approach it differently the next time. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, you know, I've shared a lot of my excitement around the EP, but I'm kind of wondering, what do you want your listeners to get out of listening to it? Out of the EP itself? Yeah. Um... For me, having like all the songs, like I feel like the that group of songs, it's important just to know that like a lot of people have like pulled me aside at like shows or like even DM me or whatever and said like, oh, I like really relate to this and this really helped me get through this and that's exactly what it is. Like I want people to understand that like you're whatever you're going through, you're probably not alone in mm-hmm. it, and like there are so many of us who are going through the same things but won't ever know it because we're too afraid to sort of express that to people around us and it's not you know like accepted in society is like a normal thing to feel some of the ways that are like talked about in the ep like at least like out loud like everyone acknowledges that's a thing but no one will talk to each other about it and like i don't know i just i just want people to like just know that like Things will be alright. It's definitely going to be rough, but, like, don't wallow in it too much, I guess. Yeah, because that kind of expression and that that thought of, like, hey, everybody's going through this. It's okay to go through this and these feelings. That's very meaningful to people, and music has that way of communicating that. So that's great that that's what you want your listener to get out of it. Yeah, I, I just, like, it's another influence from Streetlight where it's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of their songs, like, I can point to like three or four of their songs and say like this song was really crucial in me getting through a day that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. Like, yeah. And I've had I think one person say something like that deep in me once, and just that one person doing that made has made like all of it worth it to me. And if I could do that for anyone or anything even close to that for anyone ever again, like why wouldn't I try to do that? Definitely, because that point is like you're helping people through your music and stuff and. That's really probably one of the highest honors you could probably have as a musician is that point, is like knowing that you're making that connection that'll help someone. Yeah. That's so cool, though. And that's a really beautiful intent to have. I like it. Um, so with that, you're doing a lot of sharing this music with your touring around Florida and stuff. That's really awesome. Um, what's it been like for you to kind of share your music throughout more and more spaces? It depends on where we go. There's yes. been some places where it's been, like, weird. Like, I remember we played a show in Austin, and, like, we were super lucky to be on the show because, like, we literally had dropped the show, like, the day before. Okay. And um, we were, like, we're just going to take a loss on this day. It sucked. Like, we were, it, it, like, it was going to be really rough. And then I think it was Alyssa. Alyssa got us booked in Austin. Alyssa got us yeah. booked in a show, but it was, like, a show that was, like, mostly just, like, bar rock bands. Mm. And, like, not that I, like... I don't have any problem with bar rock. I'll listen to it. They it's were all cool. they were all really good bands. They were cool and they were yeah. totally chill, but like it was just like not like normal people that we play with. And sure. It wasn't DIY. If, yeah, and yeah. which was actually kind of nice because sometimes when you play like bar gigs like like that, like you like we made like pretty good money that night. Because oh yeah. Like at a regular bar. More mm-hmm. than we made on that entire tour. Like, That's impressive. Yeah. No. Different crowd. No, 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 no,
Yeah, it was, it, that was interesting. But even that one, like, Chandler was talking about soft tissue earlier. That was one of the places where we played soft tissue and people were, like, singing that back to us. That's cool. <laughs> like, middle of Texas, just like. Yeah, that was also where we country played, folk. We played, Garth, <laughs> we played Garth, Brooks, Garth Brooks cover. Oh, you're playing to the people then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we used to do it in practice as a joke, but, like, we, we were in Texas and, like, <laughs> We realized really quickly, like, I think, I think our First day in Texas was Houston, and we yeah. did uh, Death Cup by Mom Jeans, which is like a, a cover that we do like, oh, we do it a lot. That's yeah. I, that's like our more more requested one, and it, it just did not go over as well. Like, I mean, the crowd was like, they were interactive, but that one definitely, you could tell there was like not as much response, so we were like, let's let's just do Garth Brooks on this run. Were they stoked on Garth Brooks? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Someone afterwards, Chandler throughout the entirety of Texas was like doing like, a terrible Texas accent, like goddamn constantly. I was like, man, shoot, we goddamn it. And someone <laughs> from Texas really did do like an authentic one right after we played that, and Chandler ascended. Like, yeah, I, I, I left my body. I heard somebody say "shoo we" unironically, and I was like, that's it. I peaked. <laughs> like, cancel the tour. Let's go home. Oh, let's see, what, like different other different spaces. Um, it's it's so hit or miss. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, it's. <sighs> I, I don't want to say it in a way that, that comes off as, like, pretentious or, or condescending or anything like that, but you definitely meet and play with people who, I wouldn't say moral-wise, but they, they have a different way of presenting themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, something like using prop, like using someone's preferred pronouns, that's, that's important to us. Yeah. For them, is, is like a, a joke, you know what I mean? And yeah. So you, you play with bands like that, and then obviously their fans and their demographic are, are like-minded people. Sure. Um, so you're playing a new space, which is supposed to be this exciting thing, but then you're just like, oh, this is like kind of... Like, we, we don't fit as far as... as Getting duded and broed and... Oh, that's the worst. I mean, did. like, for me, like, doing the, the mental health charity... Um, one thing for me, I mean, and, and with like the DIY scene with like the LGBT community, mm-hmm. um, like using the word retarded, yeah, uh, is is a very you know what I mean. That's, that's something that I think like universally people just they just don't do because they know. But then like we go play a show with like you know a band that like and like they're all like dropping on stage on and stage stuff like that, and you're and you're just like oh man, like we just like we just don't fit in here, you know what I mean? And then it's... But that doesn't happen super often. It doesn't happen often, no. And in Florida, no, no, no. like, it almost never... Like, that's one Yeah, we're I, really lucky in that yeah. sense. I, I remember tweeting it, because I, I was, like, wasted and on the New Year's, and I tweeted that, like, 2019 is the year of Florida DIY, but, like, I... It's kind of true, though. It it's, is. Like, I'm, I'm totally still, like, I've been behind it the whole time. Is like, I think that we have such a really, really, really strong group of bands in Florida mm-hmm. right now that, like... The only thing holding us back is Georgia. And I say that because booking Atlanta is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's true, though. It's, it's so hard. Like, we, we try to branch out outside of Florida. And, I mean, that obstacle of you have to get through Georgia. and it's like, Or you go through Alabama, which is scary. We can't justify driving to Tennessee sure. you know, to skip Georgia. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, it's just... It's There's tricky. There's nothing there the for us so- to book. Yeah. The Southeast is really tricky. From my understanding, it's like Georgia and South Carolina are some of the biggest challenges in that sense. Mm. Like, Birmingham is starting to build up a really good scene from my understanding. Mm. But, you know, still, it's like you have to navigate so mm. much to get to those, like, pockets of really good yeah, community. I've noticed with Georgia, I don't know about South Carolina, but I've noticed with Georgia, it's very, like, inner, like, very clicky. Like, there's a lot of scenes that are just super clicky and... Mm-hmm. 
it's not that everyone is like that or anything like that, um, but it's just, it gets difficult sometimes when scenes are like that because it's just like, okay, if I don't know this one person, then, like, we can't find these bands, and, like, it's just, it's difficult. For us, like, we've been incredibly lucky to, like, in Florida, whatever city we go to, we, um, we always find, like, bands are always, like, super, like, willing to play with us no matter yeah. what. We never really have a problem anywhere in Florida, like, with that kind of, like, with, like, the clickiness kind of thing. Yeah, we're very fortunate, because it seems like all the scenes from, like, each city, whatever, for whatever reason, everybody's on, like, a similar wavelength, or it's, like, there's somebody who's gonna help you and, like, yeah. Yeah, help definitely. each other. Yeah, we, like, I think, um, our first show was at the Bug House, and mm-hmm. David, like, pretty much gave us, like, that's, a, that's where, like, our first four shows were, like, at the Bug House. Cool. Like, and the like the people that support the bug house and that like still go to a lot of jack's local shows like that scene and then like the bands that played there like we owe them a lot because mm-hmm. like if it wasn't for them we wouldn't have had the platform to launch ourselves to like gainesville or Orlando. yeah no 100 places where we do like we still do really well in jacksonville but like in gainesville like every gainesville show is incredible for us now like in Orlando too is going to get that way. They have a really great scene over there, honestly. Orlando was terrifying the last time we played it because we played at the Falcon and there's <laughs> like there's no separation between like there's like it's just, you're playing on like the ground mm-hmm. so like, there's no stage so like someone like unplugged like there was a huge like there was a pretty size for the size of the venue there was a big mosh pit that was like right in front of us. Oh, that's gonna be intimidating then. It, it wasn't even I wasn't even worried about like getting hit. I was worried about our gear and like. Well, yeah, somebody stomps on your pedals or, like, rips out a cord. That 100% happened happened twice. Oh, my gosh. It happened to Alyssa first, and then it happened to me, and my daisy chain is still dying. And I got hit in the mouth with the mic at one point. Oh, no, that's rough. Yeah, but luckily it didn't shock me, so that was kind of nice. That's good news. Yeah, Yeah, we have, um, with Lucky You being right over here and stuff, that's a a space where you play, like, on the floor to everybody. But they they do a good job about, like, kind of distinguishing, like, the... This is where the stage area is. Don't unless a band invites you to cross that line, do not cross it. Yeah. Kind of like it's implied almost, and it's nice because I'm sure it helps bands feel a little bit more safe yeah. in that sense. I was yeah. on the drum set three feet back, and I still felt like someone was gonna crash into me. And pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. It's supposed to be a really tiny space too. It's so. incredibly small. It's like the size of like the living room and like the kitchen here. Yeah, that's way too small for that. Yeah. Like it. It was. It was an amazing show for sure. Yeah. But. That I was much terrified. Yeah. Horrified. It was amazing. Oh my gosh, that's that's, that's like so if, funny. If you don't feel uncomfortable and, and like in danger at our shows, then it's not it's not a real show. I don't know about that. No, you a should. You should. You should feel <laughs> on edge at all times. I just want people to feel safe, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you'll be able to put that into like a really big stage. It seems like with the opportunity to play fest, which is awesome. <sighs> God. I- so I'm so for you. happy. Oh my god. There were so many people who like when I was asking around for the email and stuff, there was a ton of people that we knew that like and some of them weren't mean about it. Some of them were, but like for the most part, like there was just a ton of people saying, like, oh y'all will never be able to get on the like there's no way you can get on the fest like as soon as like y'all have been a band, like for so short, like blah 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 blah, all these things. And mm-hmm. like to get the email from Tony was like the biggest like yes, like I was I was oh my god, That's... I was so emotional. Like fest itself, like I'm, I'm obviously I'm excited to play it, but it was the notion of the fact that we got asked to play like so early on. That yeah. that was what was like, yeah. Because like next year, I mean, if we if we play fest next year, it's gonna be like 
seem to be really excited about it still. But that first year where it was, we haven't it's even crazy. hit a, a year milestone yet. Is with yeah. with an EP that we recorded in a shed. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's crazy to me. It's super impressive in that sense because it's like you were able to accomplish this as a young band, despite other people <coughs> telling you, eh, maybe kind of thing or. Yeah. what are your chances but you're gonna have this opportunity to play in front of like a really diverse crowd people come from all over the damn world to see this and yeah, like this is huge it's I'm so, so excited. it's so cool that you're gonna have that kind of just opportunity and stuff i mean i know you can't share where you're playing or anything yet but that's got to be really just like oh this is gonna be exciting in that sense to know that you're gonna play in front of this crowd yeah i'm i'm, I'm super excited i like i i went last year um to fest Mm -hmm. just to like hang out and see i was just gonna like i didn't have any i didn't have enough for a pass or anything so i was just gonna like pay like ten dollars to see like one of my friends bands but like if like you can pay to get into individual shows usually and one of our desorta from texas they were down there and they had an extra pass and they were just like we didn't bring anybody else but ourselves so like do you want it and i like started crying that's so cool and i got to see like I got to see almost the entire counterintuitive showcase, which was like probably the wildest show. Oh yeah, the one with the Wooly, right? Yeah, that was, was such a sick it was lineup. Amazing, were you there? Yeah, I was. Oh my god, mom jeans with like the water spraying during yeah. the up. Prince Daddy getting engaged on stage. I just friends. barely miss getting in for that engagement, oh. honestly, because I was right outside the door when it happened. I was like, damn it, because it hit capacity so fast. But like, y- you could just tell that whole night was like magic for everybody. It was crazy. I like. During the just like the Just Friends set was amazing because mm-hmm. it was just like a massive party. Oh yeah, that's just our set. Just Friends is such an incredible band to see live. Yeah. Um, Mom Jeans though like was insane. Yeah. It, like I've never like I've only been I usually don't get into pits for bands because I usually enjoy like visually like analyzing bands and mm-hmm. stuff like that and like watching them sort of from a distance. It's just like my favorite. Like I mean, cause like I I like being on stage. And stuff so I like to see how other people look when they're doing it mm-hmm. and like how they hand, how they seem to handle it and stuff like that and like so it's super rare that I would do that but I've only ever done it at like two streetlight shows and then at the mom jean show nice. last year and whew, there was a point where like it was such a tight group of people in that pit that like I was like lifted off my feet from being squeezed yeah and it was amazing my friend Damien caught like a bean burrito and we split it and like went back into the pit and it was so good. Wait, a bean burrito just like showed up? Like like members from like different counterintuitive bands, like just I think it was um I wanna say it was like the lead singer of Just Friends came uh-huh. out and like had like an armful of like Taco Bell bean burritos <laughs> while Mom Jeans was playing and was just like throwing them out like to people and Damien caught one. Mm-hmm. And when he came over to me, because I was standing on the side at first because I was trying to watch the band, like specifically like the drummer and the singer. Yeah. And because I love the both of them, like, as far as influences and stuff go, like, so much. Like, that Mom Jean's drummer is really, really, really good. And he yeah. does like, a lot of things I really like. And then I like watching um, Eric play and sing guitar because, like, they do some stuff. And I'm just like, I, wa- I can't do that, but, like, I want to. You could someday. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um, he came over to me. And he was wearing like a white thing in his hand. It was like dark, so like I couldn't see super well. So I thought they were showing like Mom Jean's t-shirts, and I was yeah. just like, he was like handing it to me. And I was like, that's like a Mom Jean shirt. Like you don't want that. It's like free. Like why wouldn't? And like I so like he just like kept insisting on it. So I was like, okay. So I grabbed it and it was warm, and I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> and then like he was like, and he unwrapped it a little bit, and then we like 
I was like, why, why is there a bean burrito here? And like, we broke it in half and like ate it and they both went to the pit together and it like, it was incredible. I was like, in, <laughs> I, I was in the middle of that pit when they were doing like the water bottle thing in yeah. the death cup and it was actually a huge relief because it was very hot in there. Yes, it was. That's really freaking funny though. I feel like always weird shit happens during counterintuitive band sets because like I saw Prince Daddy at, was it, I guess it was pre-fest two years ago and they played like a Mexican restaurant and I just oh saw at God. one point this lady, you just see this arm going through the crowd, it's a restaurant employee and they are holding, like they're going through the pit with like a plate of tortillas and yes. I'm like there are tortillas crowd surfing during a oh Prince Daddy God. set and that's literally just what registered in my brain at that point and that's then like... That's the aesthetic I want for our band. Yeah, tortillas crowd surfing. Yeah. yeah. I like that idea so much. We need to hire a server just yeah. to like wander around like that. Sources. That'd be fantastic. But like, yeah, that and then when I saw them that weekend in Gainesville, um, they were somebody was launching candy and t shirts and I caught a free like Prince Daddy t shirt. I still have it. Nice. And I was like and, and I was I literally picked up, I opened up, I'm like, oh shit, it's my size too. And I'm That's like, amazing. This is amazing. Oh my god, Destiny. Right? I think those bands just have that ability to evoke that feeling, but... Corey's voice live is one of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, the recordings, even, like, on their new songs, Mm -hmm. like, with recordings being better and stuff, like, I still don't think, like, capture, like, the amount of raw power that they have in their vocals. Like, Corey's voice is so... It's like, if, if... if Prince Daddy was a band in the 80s, they would be like Skid Row. Like, it'd just be so yeah. much vocal power. Like, it's crazy. It's just so intense and meaningful and, like, I raw. It's gorgeous. Their I, songs are so good. So amazing. I can't wait for that record to drop. And, <sighs> you know, all I can think now after us talking about how awesome all these bands are and all the crazy shit that's happened during their sets is, like, are y'all going to do anything, like, wacky during your set? I definitely don't know yet. I'm well, we, a lot you don't of have to like, like spoil we, it or anything. But. We will for sure. Yeah, um, it's just it's just specifically. Yeah, it's just like specifics. It's like we just have to figure something out. I'm beginning. I'm in the beginnings of like plotting things. It just depends. I need to. The biggest thing I want to le- I learn is like what the lineups are, so mm-hmm. I can like plan sort of accordingly. Because like sure. if we're playing like if we're playing on a bill, like I still think that we'll draw pretty decently. Like whatever we're playing, as long as yeah. like, as long as there's not another like huge band playing like at the same at the same time. time yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna be there. I'll go and put that out there. Hey, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. the day <laughs> only one we need. The only person. <laughs> the day they told us, I think we'll be. I think we'll be all right. Hell but, yeah. Like, um, it. I just. I have some ideas. I have some things that like I am thinking of. Yeah. I just love shit. That's why. I I I just want for another band like six months after fest to be like i fucking saw sleepless play and like they did like blank and it fucking blew my mind like there were tortillas yeah they had like a, a server walking around with a plate of tortillas and... oh my God. i mean i just want i want i want our set to be memorable in the sense that like somebody has a story like the burrito story where they're like, <laughs> they're Maybe like i'll break um, my guitar okay <laughs> but i gotta buy a new one before yeah no we we're like super poor like i wouldn't recommend doing that we have like months. I could potentially save it for like a squire or like an epiphone. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, there's gonna be some crazy shit during the sleepless set. We'll oh, just yeah. go ahead and put oh, that yeah. out there. 100%. Oh my gosh. That's. I mean, like we live. Um, it always depends on the amount of space that we have, but I mean, I feel like <laughs> we play off each other so well that by the end of our set, I mean, like we're 
we got to the point now, like the way that we end our set, there's one song that has like a, a little bridge part before we, we all come back in and it's just Al playing guitar. Yeah. And Al will like start it and like they'll be facing the crowd and they'll like kind of turn to me and Alyssa to like, like cue us in to come in and Alyssa and I both just like, we're full on, like I'll be standing from behind the drum set and we'll be yelling at Al. Like we're like, let's fucking go. Like that kind of shit. And it, it's, it's so fun. Like the energy through our set just progressively gets to the point where I think like it's super aggressive. Yeah. It's super aggressive. That's really while I'm crying. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you're just crying because we're yelling at you. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it so much. Um, so I know that you're about to have this really awesome opportunity where you get to play with a bunch of bands that you really like. But I'm kind of wondering, I thought this to all of my guests, if you could play with any three bands that could be currently active oh, no. or bring them back from the dead, oh, no. who would they be? That's such a huge question. Chandler, L, you can both answer this individually. Okay. Oh, man. Any band. I would definitely want to play with Streetlight, mm-hmm. for sure. I would... God, just thinking about that, I'm getting emotional. Like, I, I, would, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I would die to play with Streetlight. It could um, happen. I definitely want to play... I mean, playing with mom teams would be, like, really rad. But yeah. Puppy love is, like, means so... I mean, I love I love Best Buds. It's, like, it's really good. I, I definitely think that they're both, like, great. But I think the Puppy Love just came at a time that was, like, everything that they were saying on that album was, like, incredibly poignant in my life at that time. So yeah. it just hit me even harder than I think it normally would. But mom jeans, and then, like... Mm, Prince... I was going to say Prince. No. Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, so Frank Turner uh-huh. from the UK, um, definitely one of my favorite singer-songwriters. Um, super, 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 super talented. Um, I would say David Bowie. He's. I'm still not convinced he's not my biological father. <laughs> I don't like him. Okay, well, let's... A bold I don't claim. like that for you. But go on. It's your life. <laughs> it's your life. Uh, and then if I'm keeping it within the realm of, like, something that realistically we could pull off in the next, like, six months to a year, I'd, I'd say I'd like to play with Remo Drive. Stop. I, I love Remo Drive. Remo Drive has more secret influence on this band. Greatest hits is... Band. Greatest hits, I think, like, when we, when we first started writing together um, last year... Um, I was kind of getting into Remo Drive and a lot of like the drum parts that I was bringing to our stuff I was like pulling from oh nice like from that album and um, I think subconsciously they've been like one of my bigger influences so I would, I would say within the realm of reality Remo Drive for sure bonus band retirement party oh hell yeah please oh they're so please good please God it's unfair how good they are as a band oh. like it's disrespectful shoulder <laughs> at this point is, shoulder it is song of the year from last year yes Honestly, Shoulder It and uh, Passion Fruit Tea. Mm. Oh my god, those songs have changed my life. Scene 48 also. Yeah. That whole album. I listen to that whole album just for like, like a whole time. Man. I love it so much. I, I hope they listen to this podcast and they're, they're just like, oh my god, thank you so much. I'm so Avery's honored. been on the podcast, so yes. she might hear. Oh my god. Yes. I can't even handle that. Oh my gosh, that would be wild. Please I play would, with us. I would cry. Avery, if you're listening. We're actually, <laughs> Please play with we're us. actually us with along us along with every other DIY band in Jacksonville is trying to get on the Prince Daddy and retirement party retirement party show that's happening in Jacksonville. Yeah. In oh my months. god! Yeah, the lottery. 
It really is. It's I mean, the like, Prince Daddy Lottery at this point. Supposedly, um, the people booking it don't want uh, don't want or need vocal support. I think something like that. But then, like, a, like someone was telling me that like someone was saying like they don't want it, but then, like they're pushing for I it. I think I think it was the tour coordinator didn't want it, but then the local, the local promoters are pushing for it, that or vice versa. So. Mm. So, so somebody's pushing for there to be a local band, and so every local band in Jacksonville is. You're probably all like ready to freaking Game of Thrones at at this point. <laughs> Who's gonna get it? I mean, of of everyone that I've heard that's applied, <laughs> like put in for it so far, um, literally any of any band that got it would be such a good fit for it. Yeah. Teen Divorce Intervention, like all of them, they're they're such talented bands that. There's so many good bands in Jacksonville. Oh so. yeah, Jacksonville's yeah. definitely back on like the up and up for sure. Oh, it's definitely. Really nice. It's great. And shit, all the bands that you mentioned that you want to play with or like put the vibes in the universe, that's what I'm doing for you. Thank you. Get, some, get some retirement party, straight light options, mom jeans. Would, How sick would that be? I would cry so hard. Oh, if we play if with I could play with street light, I would like, I would, I would die afterwards. I you would, never freaking be, know. I'd just peak, that'd be it. You yeah. never freaking know. The reason why I always ask that question is because like I always end up seeing bands play with people that they've talked about, like their dream act like i find out about it a year later and i'm like holy shit the vibes work my witchy powers work so yes <laughs> i think like in our fest bio like as a joke i mentioned mom jeans yeah we we add them like more than than we, we should not not recently we uh like we, we used to yeah we would do the the death cut on facebook I'm, st- I'm still in charge of facebook i'm concerned about that but no we we would we would play death cup at like local shows mm-hmm. and then we would post like a, a 30 second like recap video from our show and just thank people for coming out and we would always tag mom jeans in it and it would it started off so casual just like oh here's a clip of our, our 30 second clip of our mom jeans like set or cover and then like a month later it was like hey mom jeans like check out this cover and now it's just like hey mom jeans you gonna play with us or what <laughs> like, <laughs> you trying to get your, your t- t- time happen. wasted or what I, don't I, I mean like it'd be cool yeah. I don't want to pressure them into anything, you know? No, I'm 100% about pressuring people. Oh, God. Just, just be my friend. <laughs> just love me. Hey, sometimes that shit works. How do you think I get my podcast guests? I just tell people I love them repeatedly, and eventually they, they're like, well, let's do this. That is true. That is why I'm here. It was definitely like, I feel like I asked you. Yeah. Yeah, so like, it's, it, 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 stop it. It's me. Don't expose, <laughs> don't expose me like that. Ow. Oh, it's me being Hey, I like it. It works. It's, it's how this this shit happens. But oh my gosh, well y'all have a really big year ahead between playing fest, more shows, and this split coming out. What else is coming up ahead for Sleepless? What are things that you're excited about? Snipfest. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, myself, and then three of the members of Guild, mm-hmm. and I put together a like. Um, transitioning it's like a fast that's meant specifically to benefit just like people who are getting transition surgeries and stuff like that wow that's awesome and this is our second year it's going to be in october this year mm-hmm. and it's going to be our second year doing it last year we raised i want to say close to like two thousand dollars that's for great our first one yeah and that was actually like super amazing and then this year it looks like we're going to do a lot more mm-hmm. um the way we're doing it is we're doing like we're doing three dates. We're doing like two shows each for the first two dates, like in separate cities, and then we're converging it all like in San Augustine for the last date. Nice. And like being able to have started that and like 
be a part of it is like really incredible and like to work with some of the bands I've even worked with last year was amazing and some of the bands that like we're working with right now to get on it and like everything like is it's even wilder like it's, it's gonna be really huge I feel really good about it I love that I love that it's another really awesome established DIY festival that's hitting Florida we need more of that and really and it's so awesome the efforts that you're putting in so that's so cool yeah. Just like, we do have a lot going on this year, I guess. It, we just like I just like staying active because I feel like the the ever crushing weight of the anxiety of mortality is pushing me mm-hmm. to just keep doing things and then hopefully, you know. I mean, I also feel like work out. We we have that constantly on our back of we don't want to become one of those bands that the point that we become stagnant mm-hmm. we now have an expiration date because yeah. um, I feel like that's something that you see so often is you have those bands that, that come onto the scene and they're established and they stay around like I know Ardent just they're celebrating their seventh year mm-hmm. coming up which is phenomenal um, but then like you'll, you'll see bands on, on any local scene pop up and they're popping off for like six months and then they become stagnant and they're complacent with where they are and then they're just gone Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate because it's talented musicians who who kind of lose that drive. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, like, we we don't want to ever be satisfied with where we are. I think that's like the constant driving factor is the second that we, like when we got announced for Fest, or when we got the confirmation for Fest, we were super excited and we took like that evening to celebrate and, and be happy about it. But the next morning it was like, okay, cool. So what's the next step after that? Yeah. It's like a motivation at that yeah. point. Like what can we do to grow and up this at some point yeah that's so cool well i definitely admire your drive and all the things that are coming ahead for you this has been so cool thanks for having us absolutely where can everybody keep up with sleepless on the internet and find all your music so on twitter and facebook it's at sleepless fl and on instagram it's at underscore sleepless fl underscore um and we're on spotify and Bandcamp. please listen to us on spotify we had a Tinder for a while as well, but that got a shut Tinder? down. Yeah, I, I got I got a lifetime ban from Tinder because uh, I just the name on it was sleepless, and then it was pictures of all of us, and the bio said like we're a band, we're, just, we're a band, we're just trying to get you out the shows, and uh, it worked. Yeah, it, it worked for uh, a while, and then we got shut down. Aw, damn it, so, Tinder! Yeah. you can find love in music. You can. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> not not if you violate the uh, community standards, though. Apparently. Yeah. You get a, a lifetime ban. Jeez, of all the standards, too, that's the one. But yeah. Whatever. Unfortunate. Well, everybody, give your love to Sleepless, because this fan deserves it. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you.
You just heard Sleepless. Thank you so much to Ellen Chandler for coming by the house to play with my pups and talk about their music. Special shout out to Silas for attending to the puppies while we chatted too. That was a huge help and we had so much fun talking. I'm so happy to have met these new friends. We geeked out for a couple hours after we recorded about Star Wars, video games, and all kinds of geek galore. It's super special to me whenever I feel like I just click with the guests of this podcast, and I can say with a thousand percent certainty that Sleepless are some of the best pals to have, especially here in Florida. So please be sure to check out their new split and EP, and give them a follow on social media. That's it for this week, but you can always keep up with me online. Follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for regular updates. Subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Overcast, and more. Want to tell me what you think of the podcast? Leave a review on any of the apps. I'd love to hear from you. If you like what you hear and have some spare change, feel free to drop a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar at the Angry Girl Music coffee page. Any tip money goes toward helping with expenses for hosting across your favorite apps, the new website, and other projects for the pod. Speaking of which, you can now visit the Angry Girl Music website. Just go to angrygirlmusic.com. You can find some blog posts, some playlists, and all the episodes that have ever been on the podcast. And if you have any ideas, hit me up. I'd love to have your writing or ideas shared on the site. I'm always booking guest spots, so hit me up at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. Whether you write and play music, run a blog, take photos, or work in publicity or book shows, this can be a space for you. Send me a link to your work and let's chat. Until next time, stay angry. And see what you can do with your friends. Make some music. Create some art. Do something fun. Bye for now. The stagnation surrounds